What is up, y'all? So glad that you are here to join me for another special edition of Roll for Persuasion, Undeadwood. Bonus episode number two, given some of my follow-up thoughts and responses to the latest episode that dropped this last Friday of the four-part mini-series from the people over at Critical Role. If you listened to my first bonus episode, uh, you already heard just how much I love this show. Just how great of a concept I think it is. So I figured, why not? There are only four episodes. I can make four episodes. So here I am. And let me tell y'all, this last episode was a doozy titled God don't play cards anyway we'll jump right in here in a second just know that if you've not yet watched Undeadwood there will be spoilers in this episode so go watch it now But then immediately come back and listen to my episodes because uh, we love to have listeners on this podcast. Uh, I love hearing from you guys on Twitter at Roll Persuasion and on Instagram at Roll Persuasion. Always good to get listener feedback. And uh, when I recorded this initial episode about a week ago, really the day after uh, the first episode of Undeadwood came out, I uh, had a few beers and decided that I should talk about it in a microphone which is normally a bad idea, but apparently this time was a good one because uh, the statistics on this this particular episode were pretty good. But even more than that, uh, apparently members of the Undeadwood cast listened and uh, shared shared the podcast. So if you heard the first one because uh, Angeli tweeted it or you read about it online, thank you so much. If you are on the cast and you were listening, uh, I can only say directly to you guys, thank you so much for the show, uh, for your creativity, what you are doing. Um, this is one of, I look forward to Friday right now more than I look forward to Thursday, and that is uh, for a Critical Role fan that's saying something. So thank you guys. You're doing awesome work. I can't wait to see the rest of the episodes, see where the story goes, and hopefully see what you guys do with the system and this format in the future. Also, uh, if one of y'all on the show are hearing this and you would care to come on my show and talk about Undeadwood, that would be great. Hit me up on Twitter at Roll Persuasion. Would love to have you on talk about the background of developing the show, what went into it, the production, um, the thinking behind the the costumes and the setting, and the experience of actually playing the game, and then kind of your response to how it has been received. Would love to hear from you guys. Hopefully, I can get one of you on, and we can share that with the listeners. So this post-show update is a little late, had a little bit of life going on this week, but uh, glad to do it now. As I said at the intro, there will be some spoilers. First episode, uh, just my thoughts, no real spoilers. I will probably have some spoilers in this one uh, because at this point it's hard to talk about the show without talking about some of the plot points. 
Um, so definitely, if you haven't watched, watch, listen to my episodes. And uh, if you haven't watched Deadwood, go watch Deadwood. What are you doing with your life? Watch Deadwood. So if you remember in the very first episode, we meet the, uh, the quote-unquote heroes of the show. Um, they are contracted by one Al Swearingen to go inspect a dig site outside of town that's had some sort of suspicious doings. They gather some weapons. They uh, have some interludes with some uh, ladies of the Gem Saloon. They head out on their horses, which you know had some issues there as well, and got into a bit of a, a firefight later on and then had a weird ass supernatural experience um which props to brian just the the uh the mood of that kind of final scene of the first episode was fantastic and side note in no small part thanks to the music of jason charles miller um who is just a fantastic musician in his own right go look him up uh great stuff on spotify but you know him for music he's done for critical role and you know him for for music he's done on on all sorts of projects um, he apparently lended his talents to the show, and you can tell because the background music is on point. So Jason Charles Miller, go check him out. Um, great stuff. So between him and Brian, the, the mood of these episodes and of these scenes is just high intensity, kind of uh, high tension, and I love it. So diving into this episode from this past Friday, God Don't Play Cards, um, great, great episode. Uh it was great because we're just teases of lore. I think we're used to sometimes like lore drops, quote unquote, um, particularly in Critical Role where we get kind of a really big um, background on a specific character. And we definitely got that in this one. In particular, uh, Marisha had some to share about her character that I thought was really interesting. And we'll get to that a little bit later. Um, but definitely some lore. We got to see some new mechanics. So I'm not familiar with the Deadlands Reloaded system. Uh, I watched they do a Handbroker Helper with Ivan right before the episode aired. I, I watched that, and I, I paid a decent amount of attention, but I didn't remember all of it. So I'm mostly kind of picking up the mechanics by watching them play. And it's a really cool system. I would like to play this game. Um, the idea of the of how the skill dice work and your dice exploding and re-rolling, all very interesting. Um, they obviously have some extra mechanics, it looks like, involving Ivan as the bartender um, that came into play in this episode as well. So we're we're discovering if if you're going in completely blind and you're not familiar with the game system, we're discovering not just about the storyline, but we're discovering more about the game too, which which then kind of adds some additional anticipation as you watch, wondering how some of these uh, particular mechanics will come into play. So, as I mentioned last time, one thing that I really enjoyed about the introductory episode was Brian W. Foster's commitment to really pulling off not just the voices, but the characteristics and the mannerisms of these various Deadwood characters. After the first episode, I kind of went through my head and, and I made a list of the characters that I hoped he would include. That I kind of figured he would, but I was really looking forward to. And oh boy, did we get one this episode when Brian invoked the sound of one E.B. Farnham, purveyor of rooms at the Bullock Hotel, and y'all, he nailed it. It was so good. <laughs> the cast response was great, <laughs> and it was just—it uh, was a great moment uh, when he dropped into the into the EB voice, the mannerisms of the gloves, really the the eyes. Uh, I, I listened to the episode initially because I wasn't able to watch, but I went back and rewatched it because I knew that there was visual elements that are just so important to uh, to this particular show that I didn't want to miss. And the mannerisms of his face, uh, just kind of the, the twitches and tweaks that E.B.'s character in the show Deadwood does, um, just on point. So again, Brian, tip of the hat to you. 
Um, thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you for that. Uh, we also got to meet Jody Stubbs, another character from the show, um, who who played a good part, giving a little bit of information, um, a little background, and and some good moments for some characters to shine. As uh, Miriam had some good interactions with her. We also, uh, like I said, we learned a little bit more about some characters' pasts. Um, the end of the show, the end of this episode, there were some hints at what might be going on with uh, Aloysius, and I, I feel like I probably say his name wrong, but um, Mr. Fogg uh, gave some indications of, of perhaps his history, but we also had what was one of my favorite moments of the episode, where Arabella Whitlock, played by Marisha Ray, at one point she and the Reverend Mason are walking to the graveyard, played by Travis Willingham, um, and they're having an interaction and we got some really great. We got some great lore about Arabella and what brought her to Deadwood, and uh, you know her family history and 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 all of that. But this moment stood out for me and was one of my favorites because I think that Marisha might be one of the most underrated actors, just in general. Um, if you followed Critical Role at all, you you know that for all sorts of dumb reasons, her her portrayal of Keela would get picked on by a bunch of idiots out on the internet, and. What people I don't think realized, especially until Campaign Two came out, and then you saw her playing Bo, uh, Beauregard in Critical Role Campaign Two, you didn't realize that it wasn't like, it wasn't a Marisha thing that people had issues with. It was that she was playing her character so well and so fully. The character flaws about Keyleth that bothered some people, they just assumed that was just Marisha, but it's not. Marisha is a fucking fantastic actor, and uh, and she's shown that in Critical Role. She's shown that in Campaign One, Campaign Two, and now. I just, I mean, I loved her performance as as Arabella. Um, in particular, the the monologue and back and forth that she had with Travis in this episode, it was just good. Uh, remembering that it's improv, yeah, she's prepped and she knows her character background, but the interaction, improv, commitment to her voice, it was just, it was great. It was like watching a little mini acting masterclass. Um, so that was my my high point. My high point of the first episode, I think, was Fogg's interactions and kind of uh, Kari's, you know, introduction of of some of his behaviors and and whatnot. And he has some great lines, but but I thought Marisha really stole the show in this episode. Um, and I am thoroughly looking forward to seeing what she does in the next two and, and seeing who also kind of steps up to the plate and has has their moments. Um, Matt, of course, is a great actor. He's had some great great moments as well. But I really thought Marisha just just nailed it with that particular scene. Um, also, uh, another scene that we got going back to the game mechanics was uh, a scene between Kari and Ivan uh, as the bartender um, where Kari got to trade in one of his uh, poker chips to get a little information. Um, and it, it was a good scene. I didn't know how it was going to play out. I didn't know if it was kind of a deus ex machina kind of thing where they just got to go and get free info from the bartender. But one, Ivan was fully in character, which I kind of feel like I feel like he is like the pinch hitter in a baseball game, which is timely because the Astros are going to win the World Series tonight. Um, <laughs> he's like a pinch hitter who has to sit all game and is expected to come in in a very high leverage situation and perform without really any warm up and, and you know just being a little on the sideline for a while. And, and that's kind of what he does standing at the bar. But when it was his time, oh my gosh, he killed it. It was so good. Uh, his mannerisms as the bartender, the way he kind of delivered information, the way it was ambiguous, it made you question whether or not the spending of the of the chip was worth it could have been saved you know did, did he get enough information to value the cost of what he spent would have been better saving to use it later and on top of that does he share does Kari then share that information with the rest of the party 
um, or does he keep it to himself? With the rest of the party having seen that interaction go down, are they now second guessing perhaps their decision to potentially, you know, reach out to the bartender later in the game? Uh, I thought it, I thought it was great timing when it happened near the end of the episode, um, as we only have two sessions left. You know, how will that impact other people's desires to take advantage of that mechanic? Um, and you know, we'll get to see if that information gets shared. Such a cool cliffhanger. Um, and, and I, I can't even recap it just cause it was, it was so good. Ended on such a great point. Um, so all that being said, guys, uh, again, man, how lucky are we to get to listen to the show, um, to see where these characters go. I honestly don't know how they're going to wrap it all up in four episodes. I'm sure they're going to do a great job. Brian's been just killing it with the story. He's had some great red herrings and some different characters. Um, while still managing to shepherd everyone towards uh, whatever this finale might be. So all I have to say, I am psyched for Friday. Uh, it's just a few days away. Looking forward to the brand new episode. Hopefully we will get uh, my bonus episode number three out a little bit sooner. So make sure you are looking for that. Um, and yeah, guys, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on your favorite podcasting app. Please leave us a review uh, on iTunes or Apple Podcasts now if you can. Every review helps. Um, if you're not an Apple user, check out podchaser.com. We're getting some reviews there. would certainly love that there. We're also available on Spotify. And look out for our regular episodes dropping every Wednesday, roughly sometime during the day, depending on schedule but typically we'll be coming out every wednesday we have some great guests coming up soon um, i'm in some talks with some really exciting people and hopefully we will uh get to announce those soon as they come to fruition uh, but until next time y'all make sure you're taking it easy enjoy this crazy little town and uh we'll see where the winds blow us 